Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What is up, everybody? I hope your weeks have been good, because this is obviously the first episode we are recording this week. My name is Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Uh, this is the first time I've said Zendaya is Michi into a microphone today. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. I don't have an interesting quip today. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at underscore O. Titan freaking up. Heartbreak underscore underscore kid. Oh, man. That Content Corner episode is going to be like a prequel. <laughs> it is, right? <laughs> it's kind of great. Um, but let's talk about sad times. Because that's why we're here. We're here to break the bad news. Uh, bad news being that uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is not good at football. Aaron, because you love to say it so much, you got to say it now. What am I saying? About the U. Oh, the U is not back. <laughs> the U is canceled. <laughs> Why is the U canceled? Because they beat us. Because they hurt Aaron. Yes. So fickle. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, we got blasted by Miami. Um, I don't even have to score. I just know that we lost by 30. Was that 47 uh, to 10? 47 to 10. Um, I guess I have to rescind my statement about how Tasserat was a much better quarterback than Nathan Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz Maybe. has a knack for always making... A throw that just makes me want to slam my head into a wall every single time. It, it turns out that instead of having one mediocre quarterback and one bad quarterback, we just have two bad quarterbacks. Somebody threw a takeout yesterday that was like, or not yesterday, on Thursday, that was like, or no, it was yesterday because it was college football Saturday. And they were like, okay, Clemson's third string quarterback just made a better throw than any of North Carolina's two quarterbacks have made in the last two years. And I was like, I can't even deny that. <laughs> no lies detected. It's ridiculous how bad they are. I'm not even frustrated anymore. I'm just, I'm, it's it's funny at this point now. It is it's very funny. Um, if we had mediocre quarterbacks, it, this would be a five or six win team. If we had good quarterbacks, this is a nine or ten win team. The skill talent is that good. The quarterbacks are that bad. Now, granted, 
Miami's uh, offensive line or defensive line is very good and better than they were last year. But still, it's bad. It's irredeemably bad. I don't see how there can be any good outcomes to the end of this season. To be honest, I was working Thursday, and so I actually didn't watch any of the game at all. And so You didn't miss anything? I, yeah, and so I saw the score once I finished work, and I didn't even bother. I just went to, I just went straight to my room, started playing 2K, went about my business. Cause I was like, if I turn into this game, I'm only going to bring pain to myself. So... We're just going to go do something else. Yeah, I mean, I said it at the beginning of the season. I'll say it now. If we don't qualify for a bowl, like if we don't get a bowl bid, Fedora's gone. And it's not looking that way currently. Bold claim. Fedora gets fired before the indoor facility is done, and they just leave it half-finished because they're like, it's not worth it. (laughs) I mean, is it worth it? No. I mean, at this point, it's not worth it to not finish it. You know what is worth it, though? Our number one ranked field hockey team. True. They're more worth it. Is that a segue? No, that wasn't even meant to be a segue. It just meant I'm I'm tired of mediocrity, and I'd like to talk about our our good teams. Which they earned their facility. Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah. It's just. Like, I, I don't know what else to say besides it's bad. I will say Miami's offense is still not that good. It's not. Nikosi Perry was, I guess, better than Malik Rozier? Or uh, Rozier, however you say. Rozier. I think it's I think Rozier. Rozier. Um, so, I don't. I can see them being sneaked up on with a team that doesn't turn the ball over however many times we turn the ball over. So. I mean, I hate to sound you know. flip-floppy because last week we were so much more hopeful and happy, but it's what happens when you make an expectation. Then you can't do any worse than that or people start getting upset. And I don't know. I, I'm i glad I didn't watch. I, I can't really say about certain things like what all happened, but. At least that we didn't really this. We expected this, for the most part. At least I did. I will say the skill talent is still very good. Well, sir, I definitely agree with what you said. Like, I think with a (laughs) even with mediocre, talented like or with like mediocre execution. I'm not going. I don't want to call them mediocre because I don't want to criticize them as people, but. Mediocre execution from a quarterback would give us at least three to four more wins than we are currently projected to win. We have too good of a running back group, too good of a of a skill position group like wide receiver. And, a, and a, I'm not going to say it's a great defense. It's not like an all-time defense, but it's not a bad defense. Like, it's enough to win you games. Like, with that grouping, you should have a six-win team, seven-win team. But... Because our quarterback yeah, play is so bad. should be able to play in Shreveport in December. Yeah. But. Alas. Yeah, alas. We, we do not. So, I, I don't know what else to say uh, beyond that about this football hey, team. There's a we can't lose this Saturday. I have no idea 
We can't lose this Saturday, oh, we'll so. <laughs> We're on by this week. Preparing for Virginia Tech next Saturday. Oh, that'll be great. And hopefully I'll be at that game. Yeah, that I wouldn't. Hopefully I'll be there. I, I was in Blacksburg last year. That's just. Well, so was I. It was tragic. Not excited. Not excited. I like to see friends. <laughs> um, so, Clemson has a quarterback situation. Do any of y'all want to talk about that? It's not me. Kelly Bryant, come here, please. <laughs> For the love of God, yeah. save Maybe me that. from this mediocrity. But it's definitely been dicey because it was announced this week that uh, their quarterback, Kelly Bryant, was going to transfer after virtually being benched by their five-star uh, elite quarterback that they got in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and so a lot of people actually were criticizing Kelly for, like, quitting on the team and anything like that. But um, I definitely think he was chuckling a little bit this Saturday as Syracuse almost nearly upset Clemson again like they did last year. Um and then Trevor Lawrence went out, I believe it was a concussion that he had? Uh, head and neck injury. I'm not sure if it – I didn't see concussion anywhere, but I also was not looking that closely. So, are you kidding me? The Texans are going to win this game. Because <laughs> the Colts are stupid as mess. And now um, they had to put in a third-string quarterback then because of the situation. What is his name? I cannot remember. I don't. I can't remember it either. If you keep talking, I can try to find it. But basically, he came in, and that's what we were alluding to earlier. That um, they ended up, uh, they were down, I believe, ten at one point in the four, fourth quarter, and they ended up coming all the way back and scoring with about eleven seconds to go, with like a ninety-four yard drive from this third-string quarterback. And that this third-string quarterback for Clemson, a third string, had a better drive than our quarterbacks have had in the last two years. Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce. So, I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, you step up. When it's your time to step up, you got to step up. So kudos to him for doing that and yep. taking on the pressure uh, and still producing for his team uh, given his role. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay. Oh, they called. To yeah. On topic. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to this in a couple minutes. Now, um, lastly, I just as opposing a question: Do y'all blame Kelly Bryant for transferring? No, he doesn't owe them anything. I don't necessarily either, because a lot of people are saying that he quit, and I don't understand that point because it wasn't that they kicked him off the team or that he left. He's just leaving the team for no reason. It's that he wasn't given his fair shake out. He believes, or at least that's what he believes. I do think it creates an interesting situation where there is a <laughs> there is a free market for quarterbacks in in the NCAA where there isn't for almost any other position because there's only one quarterback on the field at a time. If you are let's say a junior wide receiver and there's a freshman wide receiver who's better than you you aren't going to be put on the bench. 
which makes for it interesting. It's a market for quarterbacks, um, especially with these new transfer rules. So interested to see how this plays out uh, with the first year of this in place uh, to see where um, Kelly Bryant goes, hopefully Chapel Hill. I mean, I think it's the perfect situation. He would have no competition. He'd probably sliding into the starting positions as smooth as better. And he's still in a Power 5 school. Believe it or not, we're a Power 5 school. <laughs> we are still a Power 5 school. and With a Power 5 win. Yes. And so he could do 500 in conference play. Yes. Uh, did you all see the end of that Penn State game? Yes. Yes. That I might be one of the most horribly strategized plays on a fourth okay, I'm gonna, I might have ever seen. I was going to say, I didn't, so I have no idea what happened because I was at a marching band competition. So, someone explain. So, it was fourth and five um, out of field goal range. They needed to convert to get in position to was to win the game. On a field goal? Yeah, they were down 27-26. Right. So, fourth and five, they call timeout to think about it. Ohio State sees the formation and calls timeout in their end. Penn State comes back, back out and calls another timeout to get, you know, the best play on the field. They come back out and run a zone read or... It was, yeah, they run a zone read on fourth and five, get stuffed at the line scrimmage, and lose the game. I mean, it, I, it was it was just not a great decision at all, I don't believe. Baffling. Yeah. That's something, that's that's what we're expected to do in that situation. <laughs> not, a, not a team like Penn State. What I don't understand what? is that they were killing Ohio State by getting plays in space and having their quarterback run and create for himself, but having a designed run when you know that they're going to send the cavalry. At least don't run it up the middle. Get them off tackle or something. Like, just go straight, straight down, straight down the middle against one of the best, if not the best defensive line in the country. I don't get it. I don't understand. Did y'all uh, do y'all follow Rich Eisen commentary? No, but his tweets pop up on my timeline sometimes. Yeah, he made a a rather inflammatory tweet from that where he said that Penn State ought to take Urban Meyer's pills um, so they can forget oh, yeah. that drive. Yikes! That's a commentator that. tweeting that. Um. Yeah, just bad. Also, I I saw the other day that Ohio State took that tweet down. Yeah, that About was the white a noise. very bad look. Yeah, so for all, so stupid. Y'all that don't know, uh, Ohio State tweeted a a new wallpaper for your phone that said "Silence the white noise," uh, which is you know a little tone deaf. This week of all weeks, a little tone deaf. Um, yeah, not good. Not good on their part. Not great, Bob. 
Yeah. Anything else happening in college football? I think other than that, it's been a pretty quiet week. So Kyler Murray was himself. Seven touchdowns. After being suspended for a drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did they ever say what that was for? Conduct detrimental to the Ah, team, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Whatever that means. All right. Is it time for an Audible? Let's do it's it. It's about that time. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you listeners of Never Made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to Trials of Apollo, The Burning Man. The Burning Man. Good Lord, that's not <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> Uh, even though I would like to see uh, Rick Riordan, however you say Riordan. Riordan. Sh- sure. Riordan. Uh, I'd like to see an account from him about Burning Man. I think that would be fantastic, and I'd read it. <laughs> uh, a Like a son or daughter of Apollo uh, performing music at Burning Man. I think that would be pretty great. Nick Cage anyway, must be there. What was it? The Burning Maze? Oh, yes. Oh, math. Uh, through Audible you can download that or another audiobook free by trying audible.com to download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod again that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook so NBA is trotting out a new service in which you can pay does anybody know the dollar amount I want to say it was one ninety nine. About two bucks uh, to watch the fourth quarter of games on a streaming service, uh, which is a change from the normal like league pass setup that they have now. Uh, how do y'all feel about microtransactions uh, wiggling their way into into real life sports? I mean, I feel like it was inevitable. It was going to happen. I think this is just business. I'm not a fan. I mean, there's so many times where like people just basically live like viewing games from Twitter, seeing reactions, and everybody says, get to your TV to watch this if it's a close game. And then all you have to do is just throw in two bucks, and you get to watch it. You, know, you can just go straight to it. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing because – was there a way to watch individual games beforehand on NBA League Pass, or did you have to buy League Pass as a whole? I believe they offer one-game deals for like six ninety-nine a game. Because I feel like you're not going to watch every game fourth quarter, but League Pass is like what eighty bucks, hundred bucks for the year. So if you're watching, say, fifteen twenty games, this is definitely worthwhile. fair i don't know it just it feels icky to me it feels like ea um that's fair uncomfortable but but. i think that a big difference between that is that it's not like you're paying for things that should be readily available for free or that can be earned this is something that you'd be paying for anyways i I'm so mad I benched Baker Mayfield. Um, did y'all did y'all just see this the the um, touchdown celebration that the Browns just did? I did. 
That's my favorite one all year. They did the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that was amazing. That was pretty good. Anyway. Um, anyway, back to Game Pass. Um, or Game Passes. Plural. Not trademark. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like... Um, what's the Battlefront? Is that what the Star Wars game yes. is? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it feels like Battlefront, and that makes me uneasy, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes and how that... I'm interested to see how the servers hold up for, like, a Rockets Warriors game that's about to go into overtime to see if they can handle the influx. That's a very fair point, because Watch ESPN is notoriously awful. And... MLB.TV and NFL Sunday Ticket are usually pretty good. I don't really use League Pass, so I can't say how that is, though. When I used to watch Red Zone on my PlayStation, it used to bug every now and then. But I haven't tried it on my PlayStation. This year, they might have gotten a better service, and it could have been on my end. So I don't know. We'll definitely see. But, Dave, oh, nope, I keep calling Aaron David. I'm sorry, David. Jeez. <laughs> You're apologizing to him? <laughs> uh, Aaron, you have two corners. You have a you have a little you there. Yes. Uh, I have a mini baseball corner. Um, just wanted to say that playoff season is about to start. Game 162 is today. Um, and, yeah, the tribe's going all the way. I mean, obviously. I have a slap bet for the playoffs with Evan on what on if the Indians or Red Sox are going to make it further. And, oh, also, Giancarlo Stanton got hit with his own home run ball yesterday because a fan threw it from the Green Monster, and it hit him on one hop. So, first of all, get that fan a contract. Second of all, that was so funny. No, that was absolutely hilarious. And impressive. Yeah, that's a really good arm and accurate at that to hit him from there. Fortunately, I think that uh, got removed, and he probably is not going to be able to return to a game at Fenway. But maybe it's worth it. I mean, if you're not from Boston and you're just going there for one game, I'd say it's worth it. Um, yeah, that's it for baseball. But I do have a small field hockey corner because our field hockey team is amazing. We are 11-0 now. We're the number one team in the country. And in the last six games, we've given up one goal. Uh, so, yeah, we're really, really good. Today at halftime, we were up 7 to nothing, And in the whole game, we only gave up two shots, and they were on corners. So our defense has been out of this world. And our offense has been amazing, too. We scored five goals in the first 15 minutes of the game. We're Virginia. I don't know where else I was going to go with that. I just, I just threw that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but we won't lose to a 16 seed. But speaking of Virginia, this isn't on the rundown, but I just remembered I saw it this week. Did y'all see the... Uh, blog post from the March Madness Twitter about the best shooting teams going into the season for college basketball? Yes, I did. And we were number uh, two. Number, number one was Virginia. Number two was North Carolina. 
Excuse me? It's interesting. I'll take it's it. Weird. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know who made this, but I'll take it. Yeah, their their rationale was Kenny Williams. The trio of Kenny Williams, Cam Johnson, and Luke May have a very high probability of doing well. And then adding Kobe White and Nasir Little, plus Brandon Robinson, makes for a very good attack from beyond the arc. I mean, I'd believe it. Kenny and Cam are both lights out. Luke's a solid shooter when he's on. Just those three by themselves are a really solid shooting attack. I can never understand it, like when a player can shoot threes but can't shoot free throws. Like with like the Luke not the the, the Luke May conundrum is Luke the fact Keekly. that he I almost said Luke Keekly. The Luke May conundrum is the uh the fact that he can't shoot free throws but he can drain some threes. I think we have a very good shot of being a great team this year if both Luke and Cam can shoot in the forties from three, and Luke can. Did I say I said Cam and Kenny can shoot in the in the forties, and if Luke shoots in the high thirties from three, uh, we're looking really good. Everybody's still sleeping on Leaky, forgetting that we got a six-seven guard coming in. Yeah, that'll be. I don't know how good of a shooter he is, though. Honestly, like I just don't know. He's got a sure, decent mid-range game, but. From just his size alone, he's got to be unbelievably dangerous. At the very least, he's a mismatch. Yeah, like exactly. Justin Jackson was, or like Theo Pinson was. So yeah, no, I'm very excited for this team, and we're getting ever closer. We're I guess a little bit. Uh, we're under two weeks from late night. Um, yes, true. That? October late twelfth, I believe. The twelfth, the day before oh, my birthday. The day before Virginia Tech, that too. Uh. <laughs> Feeling the love. One other thing about Carolina basketball that is not on the outline that I think we should bring up is that this weekend Armando Baco and um, Cole Anthony were visiting. That is correct. And, and they had that uh, interaction like, on Twitter. Absolutely. Armando's doing work. He's definitely trying his best to recruit. He is, uh, he is recruiting hard. Absolutely. So who yeah, we For those who didn't see it, for those who didn't see it, uh, like every recruit, they had their photo shoot when they were on campus, and they did it together. And Armando Baco, one minute, I'm pulling up Twitter. Armando, Is that how you say his I, name? I thought it was. It's I'm pretty Bacot. sure it's Bacot. It's Bacot. So I don't know why you're <laughs> pronouncing it Baco. Baco. I don't know. Bacot. Bacot. I don't know how Bacot. to say it. Okay, so Armando Bacot <laughs> tweeted the photos from their photo shoot and said, "Cole by Mondo." equals question mark flyer exclamation exclamation and cole anthony retweeted it and said talk to me mondo with the eyeball emoji i mean that's just two we're also looking at jeremiah robinson earl and also josh green which are very potent wings that are in this class Um, that's something that david and i were speaking about earlier that the three spot is going to be wide open potentially next season with Nas and cam leaving and it would leave a wide open spot for one of them to take. So we could end up having a very, might be one of our best classes of this century. That's saying a lot for yeah. the 2014 class, of course, repping the seniors of Joel Berry, Justin Jackson, and Theo Pinson. Our peers. 
a class of our peers. Um, should we talk about some football? Of the professional variety? Of the professional variety. Panthers had a bye week. We ain't got nothing to talk about. Yeah. Except we signed Derek Reed, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Duh. Um, signed the best safety on the market. I'm pumped about it. Uh, More importantly, we took him away from Atlanta. So That and now Colin Jones can go back to special teams where he's really good instead of in our secondary where he's really bad. Huh. Um, not, of course, all like the social commentary. Yeah, that's great. But I'm really excited for football reasons <laughs> that we brought Eric Reed into the organization. But that's all I have for the Panthers. The Titans won an exciting game. In an absolute nail-biter in what was probably going to be one of the most memorable fourth-quarter games in Titans history, we edged out the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles and defeated them in overtime. I believe it was going to be 26-24. to 24. Let me verify. But uh, generally, 26-23, excuse me. Uh, that was in overtime. So, go, as the game was going out, we started slow. As always, death is all the constants in the world. Death taxes and the Titans starting the game with a field goal. Um, started out pretty slow, but we did a really good job containing Carson Wentz. Um, for some reason, their offensive line was like Swiss cheese today, and so we got to pressure Carson a whole lot. And in several times where they easily could have converted on third downs and been able to advance the chains, we were ended up getting several sacks. And just general pressure that kept them really from scoring for the most part. But really towards the halftime and going into the second half, that's really when the start, scoring started for both teams. Uh, Malcolm Butler for the third out of the fourth week now uh, for this season got absolutely burned by Jordan Matthews, of all people. Uh for a monster touchdown for Philadelphia. So that's been a little bit more disappointing in our secondary, especially with some of, of Butler's caliber. Um, other big frustration, we had, we are still very bad at third down conversions. We've had at least four to six catches today that were literally in the numbers of our receivers, and they dropped them on wide-open third downs. Um, but ultimately, uh, we went to overtime, tied it back up, and then Marcus Mariota uh, threw a, an incredible jump pass to uh, our second-year receiver, Corey Davis. That was his first touchdown, actually, of his career in the regular season, and it was for a game-winning touchdown in overtime. So needless to say, it's a good day to be a Titan fan. This one's definitely for the boys. Very nice. Uh, the Browns are playing right now. Yeah. I'm watching the game as we speak. Uh, currently up three. Uh, John Green is challenging something that wasn't paying attention. But Baker has two touchdowns. And a pick six, question mark? Yes, but it was on a dropped pass. Gotcha. I hate when we play in Oakland because I hate that they play on the dirt. Like, I feel like it's just hard to get a good grip for your feet on that. Yeah, Panthers don't play out there that much. I guess once every, what, eight years out there? Because the next time we play the Raiders, they'll be in, in Charlotte. 
So. So, yeah. We are very short here. <laughs> yeah, we are. I feel uh, like oh, it was wait, a relatively still... uneventful week in sports. Yeah, not really. There's a uh, rip Tyler Eifert's ankle. Did y'all yeah, see that? I yes. that was I did not. I heard it was bad. I I, I hate I it s- for that dude because he gets injured like every year and he deserves a full season. I saw his ankle. I did not see the injury. It, yeah, I mean, it's it just as bad got as rolled up I'm underneath the player as he was falling down. I mean, it went the opposite direction, and oh, it, it, I mean, he's most likely done. And I hate that for him because, like I said, he has had like concussion stuff last year, um, years before a foot injury, and he was one of the few people that like I discovered through fantasy. And he was like, especially in his first two seasons, he was an absolute gem of a player for fantasy with the Bengals. Um, so I do really hate it for him. And he had actually scored er- er- early on today. And he had a Stone Cold Steve Austin impression, busting a imaginary beer, which would be the football over his head. But I do hate it for him. He's a very entertaining player, and I hope the best for him in his recovery. Yeah. Um, Mr. Biscuit threw for oh. six touchdowns today. Mr. Biscuit. Wow. What a day from... From Mitchell. What a day. The most touchdown passes in Bears history. For a quarterback, that is. Uh, in last season, he had seven touchdowns in, over his over the whole season. He had six today. And five of them were to five different receivers. So, so have yourself a day, big boy. Oh, yeah. Um, and shout out to A.J. Green, the God, uh, for taking out. Uh, the Falcons um, ripping their hearts out. It was the best part of my day so far. Hey, so The Pro Heels were eating today. Giovanni Bernard scored Gio. a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Now, MJ had a little bit of struggling, of course, against the Bears, but that cancels out with, with Mitchell. And then uh, Eric Ebron, did he not score again? He did. Yep. So the Pro Heels were definitely eating today. Can we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitzmagic? <laughs> do, do you? I feel like that just means you want to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he's just such a bad quarterback. Like, he's not good. It, but it's the perfect strategy. He sneaks his way into the starting position, plays bad on purpose probably to get benched so he doesn't get hurt, and then he'll just sneak up, back up into the rotation once another quarterback gets hurt the next season. And he keeps making money. The only thing is, I don't think Jameis is the, that much better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Mina Kimes today tweeted that Ryan's, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the highest, probably, like just anecdotally, the highest variance quarterback in the league. Like, it's either everything or nothing for him every play every time he touches the football it's either going to be a touchdown or a pick six he's the adam dunn of quarterbacks a couple seasons ago where he threw 25 touchdowns and 23 interceptions (laughs) (laughs) when he played for the jets like it's it's bad but again i don't think Jameis is that good so Jameis did end up playing in that game. Um, 
and he was eventually turned over by Khalil Mack. So, so are we all. Were we just not, I feel like we didn't actually know how good Khalil Mack was until he got off the West Coast. Well, he always got all the hype like that. He was super good, but I didn't really see it with my eyes. Like, I was like, oh, he's like, it's like him and Aaron Donald, but I never actually paid attention to them. And now I'm like, oh, crap, this dude is a monster. Yeah, well, I think it's it's the same problem that we always hear about in the NBA now moving to the NFL, where you don't watch the West Coast teams. And so you it's wor- don't it's, really it's, see them. It's worse in the NBA, in my opinion. Because you got those games that start at like 10.30. On a Tuesday. Yeah, that, that ain't me. I'm not going to stay up and watch, you know, who who's a crappy team. I almost said the Jazz, but the Jazz are actually fun to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the Kings. I'm whatever much yeah. I love Justin Jackson. Yeah. I'm not going to watch the Kings at 30 at night. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> but, yeah, just like uh, Oregon a couple years ago on their um, Final Four run um, in basketball, like, I heard that Oregon was good. But uh, yeah, I don't even really know till you till you see them. So I still don't even think they were that good. <laughs> Which eventually leads to nobody trusting the Pac-12, like Washington Conference of Champions. <laughs> Just a few more weeks, and we'll have Bill Walton back in our lives. Oh God! I just threw my mouth a little bit. I like Bill. I like Bill Walton until he started calling our games, and then I hated Bill Walton. But he likes Carolina basketball. He at least acknowledges us as one of the premier teams among UCLA and like Duke, Kansas. He still regards us as one. I mean, if I have to hear him say, he acknowledges play. us, but it's pretty unintelligible when he does. He can catch this mute any day. <laughs> I'm ready for a, a Bill Walton Dan Dockich pairing for a Carolina Duke game. Just oh, give me God. Jones Angel. <laughs> if there is a way to like import your Homer feed into the TV, that would be ideal. You can do that like on do MLB TV. Four. On MLB TV, you can have a different audio overlay. So like I could have so like what I do is when I watch the tribe play, I put the radio on top of it because I like Tom Hamilton better. Uh, too bad that nobody that doesn't have a mortgage watches Major League Baseball. So. I don't have a mortgage, and I watch Major League Baseball. You're what they call an exception. But with that said, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to get out of here. Aaron's just our little anomaly. <laughs> Couldn't you say that about all sports? What, that you're an anomaly? No, that... <laughs> You're an anomaly if you don't have a mortgage and you watch them. No. I guess not all sports, but... No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, you immediately were like, no, never mind. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. Anyway, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via Twitter at nevermadepod. Uh, thank you for Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash nmbpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. I really have to burp now. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
Fine. See Bye. you later. Tighten up. Smelly one.